0: Aaron and Scott in the morning. Flush sound.
1: <laughs> All
2: right, let's do it, man. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland,
1: the happiest place on Earth. This time to throw down, y'all. Yo. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland
2: during your vacation? waste time with your friends
1: when your chores are done.
2: Disneyland is the happiest place on Earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest
0: on Earth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bobsleds and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about Disney has an awkward conversation with investors. Splash Mountain begins to retheme theme itself. How Disneyland May Change Whenever It Opens, Disney Plus Decides to Make a Man Out of You, mm. and in our main segment, we play 20 questions with your favorite Bobslis and Banthas hosts in celebration of our 20th episode. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, the Walt to my Roy, Aaron
2: Absolute humidity, Robbins. I cannot believe you did that intro right the first time. That I know. It Took you twenty episodes, but you nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed yeah, it. That was the first first try. time.
0: And, and the great thing is, now we've just completely identified that it takes me multiple multiple. Takes uh, yeah, to yeah. Get Some of them they're in.
2: stitched. I stitch them together. There's, I didn't even have it written down. I know you did really good. That's I have to that. edit just, in from other shows sometimes because <laughs> exactly. it's so just bad.
0: Piecing piecing yeah. words together. Exactly. Not in like a random,
2: coherent. Intro. Welcome to episode twenty.
0: Episode two zero.
2: Man, we, we made it. We
0: made it. Congratulations.
2: Congratulations to you. What started as a little podcast in a room across the street there is now right. a little podcast in another in a smaller in, room? in, a, in a smaller room a, on the sp- other side of the street,
0: but with better audio.
2: That's true. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so we, really I, I call that a trade up. Wow. A trade what a fun up. episode this is going to be. Are you excited? I'm excited. Yeah,
0: I'm excited. This is uh, you know, I feel like this is a great episode because we we've gotten so many new listeners. Yeah, which has been awesome, and we love every single one of you guys. But we've never actually done the, like, Hey, I'm Scott Storm. Yeah. And this is Aaron Robbins, and this is who we are and this is why we're doing what we're doing. We, we always touched to, on it. yeah, but,
2: but but then we tried one time and it was a disaster, so we didn't yeah. do it. So now we decided, well, let's talk about it. twenty let's, episodes let's make an later episode? episode. We yeah, welcome all the new listeners too. There are a lot of new listeners out there. Oh, that's been great. I think uh, thanks to our good friends. How much fun was that being on the sweep spot? We were on the sweep spot last week. Yeah,
0: last week we were the guests on the sweep spot doing the news with Ken and Lynn. Yeah. And uh it was great.
2: The nicest guys in
0: podcasting? Like they are the nicest guys yeah. in podcasting i'm just like how can you be this nice yeah, they're, they're just great. so accommodating and very polite laughter from us or for, or for us i yeah. should say whenever we made a joke yeah you could tell they're like ah, uh-huh, they're yeah. so we've been
2: doing this for a lot of years not like we haven't heard that joke before <laughs> yeah.
0: But it was a lot of fun. It was great. I love yeah. being on the show. I look forward to being on it again. Yeah, and I think we got a lot of listeners from that, which is nice. So, welcome to the show. Welcome. This
2: is Bob and Bans. This is the perfect episode to start with uh, because yeah, we're going to do twenty questions that I've written ten about you that That's you right. don't know what they are. Yep, and you've written ten for me that I don't know what they are. That's right. Uh, and then after that, we're going to try a new game, play an old game. Oh, man, it's going to just really be good. a fun time. There's a awesome. birthday cake coming later. There is? Am I supposed to be inside of it? (laughs) Wait, what? And then I pop out. Is this a 1990 Steven Seagal movie? It sure is. Right on. But I'm not Steven Seagal. Well, I don't know that. Our relationship has not gone there. Yeah, you might be. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if you had some fighting chops. Weird for, uh, did you ever think we'd be at episode 20? In 2020. In 2020, episode 20, having a Disneyland podcast where the park's only been open for three days of this podcast one episode
0: we definitely planned that this episode or uh, we definitely planned this podcast would be operating with disney open yeah at some point yeah in fact i remember our first episode we were sort of talking joking about covid sweeping the nation yeah and sort of tongue-in-cheek like it's not that big of a deal we'll just you know we just got a band together for two weeks and everything's gonna be better
2: yeah Do you think Disney's going to close? Do you think they're overreacting? I mean, to close for a day, it seems like an overreaction. It's like four months
0: Uh, later. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. With
0: no end in sight. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I I feel like in some ways it makes the challenge of doing a Disneyland podcast even greater. Yeah. And it's caused us to be creative and think outside the box and say, well, what do we want to do for a show about a company that has a long history but has no really present history? Yeah.
2: It's good. I like it and uh, it makes doing the news challenging. Hey, speaking of the news. Oh, let's speaking of it. Yodalei news.
0: Yodalei news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: so uh, the quarter 3 earnings call took place yesterday. By the time at the time of this recording on August 4th, uh for Disney where they talked about sort of the effects of COVID You Just on... call
2: in it's Marty the Moose from Vacation. Sorry, Sorry folks.
0: folks. Earnings call's closed. The <laughs> the moose outside should have told you. <laughs> yeah, hang up. Uh, yeah, so uh, Q3 earnings came in. Uh, here's a little a little quote. Yeah. In total, we estimate, let me just ask you. Yeah. How do you think this earnings call should go before I even sit, pull any of the quotes? What do you what do you think about this earnings call? You're calling up you know that we're in the middle of uh, of COVID nineteen. Yeah. You know that the parks have been closed. You know, no movies are getting released. You're probably you're probably preparing for bad news,
2: right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like, all right, maybe we maybe we didn't make as much.
0: Yeah, we probably just didn't make as much. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it's still fine. We're Disney, but we probably didn't like stomp on the ground.
0: We thought that we would be earning a lot and we didn't really earn as much. Right,
2: right. Comparatively,
0: yes. Still crushed it. Yes. Uh, How th- did the earnings call go? Uh, here's a quote In total, we estimate the net adverse impact of COVID 19 on our current quarter segment operating income across all of our businesses was approximately. Two point nine billion, inclusive of the impact at parks, experiences, wow. and products.
2: Wow, Disney reported on. I Tuesday. wonder what type of liquid it would be appropriate to do a spit take with that. Uh, yes, but,
0: I wonder if they said like, please don't anybody be drinking <laughs> during this Any call, liquids while
2: we're calling, or be drinking very heavily. One or the other. Don't drink at all, or drink a ton before yes, you get on. Yes. Get on the call. How, that's a that's a pretty big number. How
0: pregnant of a pause do you think they took before saying two point nine billion?
2: Yeah, first time in Disney history, I would imagine that that is the reporting that they would have to do. Yikes! Yeah.
0: Yikes! Uh, Bob Chapek went on to say, despite the ongoing challenges of the pandemic, we've continued to build. Here's the positive spin on the incredible success of Disney Plus as we grow our global direct-to-consumer business. Mm,
2: I don't think so, Bob Chapek. Uh, I call I call foul on that. But also, let me ask you this, and I don't mean yeah. to ask an insensitive question. Okay. Oh, let me try to ask you an actual question because you're smarter in these areas. Uh, but is there any way with this 2.9 billion? like they write that down they write either any way this is an okay thing like this is a good thing does it really affect them that's my question I know it sounds insensitive like obviously it's a bad thing to lose money but they don't seem worried about it how insensitive I know I know I am but I'm just like curious that. it's a big company can't you just put that on a, in a column on the balance like sheet like, <laughs> this is like whoops Listen, uh, huh okay. uh, hey
0: uh, Brett this yeah. is Reggie from uh, marketing and uh, here's the deal I need to know what we can do about w- where legally speaking. Yeah. Legally speaking, Brett, uh, where can we shift two point nine billion dollars <laughs> yeah. on a balance sheet?
2: Uh, yeah. So you're telling me there's no way they just take that? that's real money that they really lost.
0: I. The, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of churros. It I is. I mean, I think they could say. I mean, maybe they shifted into the spoiled foods category. Uh, I just, saw, I just saw you take your calculator on your yeah. phone and turn it from portrait mode to landscape that's mode. That's because the number got big. And that means serious computing. That's what that yeah.
2: means. Yeah. Uh, this is how many churros they lost. They lost uh, they lost 610 million churros. That's, that, a, that, that's, that's, that's how that's many churros. churros they're going to need to sell to make that up. 610, six hundred and ten million, five uh, hundred and twenty six thousand churros they got to sell to make that up. That's a lot of churros. The $4.75 churro. Seems reasonable to me. Four dollars and seventy-five cents. Yeah, a twelve-inch churro.
0: Yeah, it's there. It's not like twelve inches.
2: There's sixteen inches. Inch? Sixteen-inch 16 yeah.
0: churro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pay four seventy-five. Cents. Yeah,
2: and yeah. do on a regular basis.
0: Chapek cited Disney Plus as a key growth area for the company. You're shaking your head no. You're saying no. In the meantime, though, he's saying that there's new content in development to sustain the growth and keep it growing. Disney Plus, keep it growing. Mandalorian season two coming out in October. Uh, new Marvel content, including Loki, WandaVision, and the Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. None of them saying this is when we're releasing. Just yeah. saying we got this in the pipeline. And uh, all the Marvel programs are still on track to premiere on Disney+, Plus, even though the shows have halted production due to the coronavirus.
2: And, you know, I've been wrong before, and I'm probably wrong on this, but I know that this isn't true because we know what it takes. We know what it looks like when a company barely makes it. Netflix. Sure. sure. Netflix. ...is a success, but it's not like this super, like, it just prints money success. It is successful, but it's not print money successful... And they release all the time, tons of pilots, tons of shows, shows that you don't even see all the time because they're not in your demographic of things they think you're interested in. They just produce all the time, and they're trying to figure out how to make it work. The Disney Plus app does not release anywhere near as much content, and the content that was original to the network is not nearly as good as Netflix content. So Netflix is the comparison. Disney Plus, in my opinion, just in terms of the amount of releases, the amount of risks they're taking, the types of shows they're doing is not enough to account for what they're losing it theater releases and whatever. Disagree.
0: Well, uh, I just think that comparing Disney Plus to Netflix at this stage smart. of the game is a in-app comparison. Okay, I good. mean, you,
2: you're talking about a business. I'm sorry. Did you just say in-app comparison?
0: In, no, an in-app. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you're talking about a a company. Netflix is a company that started out in the physical media space yeah. and then shifted to streaming. Yep. And when they shifted to streaming, the only way they could sustain the streaming was through their physical disc shipping model streaming struggled for netflix for a very long time until streaming became widely accepted at which point even then there was still a long time where like nothing was happening on netflix except for what they could acquire in terms of licensing and they only started to churn out their original productions like within the past two maybe three years sure maybe three years at the most right so i you know to say like well disney isn't netflix right now yeah, but Disney Plus
2: launched in November. And oh, I so, know, but Netflix already figured it out for them.
0: Well, yeah, they did, but I I think the ramp-up time... Uh, okay, I okay, I think I the ramp-up to ramp be ramp up be time, Netflix fine, fine. is definitely halved yeah. because they're Disney. Right. Disney has the catalog. But not absolved
2: altogether. Yeah, exactly. Fair so, enough, fair enough.
0: I, now, I think the bigger question that, that you're outlining is like, how can... Disney cover a $2.9 billion loss in a fiscal quarter with $7 a month subscriptions, right? That's the bigger question. That's like, that's a thing that would have me nervous, but I'm assuming that Disney is taking a look in the long run and saying, well, we've got plans for this. And yes, it's not all going to happen in 2020 or 2021. But looking at 2024, 2025, we're going to have full productions going. And this is good. This, yeah. this engine's going to be turning. Right now, around.
2: they're in the danger of, of the the death knell for for Disney Plus. Is somebody saying, "Hey, what's on Disney Plus?" And the response being,
0: "Oh, do we still have that?" Right, exactly. Or like, I'm not going to carry this anymore because yeah. I'm not interested. I I I assume the ace in the hole that Disney has is that it is affordable enough that people won't go through the inconvenience cost of unsubscribing.
2: Yeah. Agreed. And I, I believe they, they have a bit bigger leverage into the, what's that called? The FOMO, the fear of missing out right. that, that you just know they're going to do something amazing. yeah, And so you want to be there when they do. I remember when YouTube red launched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. They had their, uh, how many you- free months of YouTube Reb have oh I gotten? Gosh. They just keep jamming it down my well, throat. Are you sure you are don't you want, sure? are you
0: sure you don't want to listen to YouTube videos when you're not watching them? Are you sure? <laughs> Uh, but when they did that, and they launched, they they announced their one of their first uh, uh, exclusive shows, original programming shows, Cobra Kai, which was the serial follow-up don't, to the Karate
2: Kid. Don't tell me what it is. I live Cobra Kai. You live Cobra I Kai. I am Cobra Kai. You strike first. You strike hard. Large, you show
0: no mercy. Yeah, very little That's mercy. Right. Very little mercy. You show a little bit of <laughs> yeah. mercy, but but not enough. Uh, oh man. And so you know what we did was we subscribed to YouTube Red for a m- month. Yeah. Why for free? Yeah, watched all of you know we binged Cobra Kai and then yeah. unsubscribed. We never paid for it.
2: So wait, do you, do you love Karate
0: Kid?
1: Oh
2: my gosh, I love Karate. Kid. I love Karate. Is this <laughs> did, did we just become best friends? Oh my gosh,
0: we're gonna run no, off to the I sunset together.
2: Love, you know the, the people listening. to Some of the people listening to the show know how much I am obsessed with Karate Kid. I showed the kids the Karate Kid two weeks ago. Oh yeah,
0: and said you need to watch this. And that was my oldest second time watching Karate yeah. Kid within a six month period of time. You know what's interesting about that uh, movie? What? Taking a look at it now. Yeah. You look at Daniel Larusso. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you take a look at I just lost his name, Ralph Macchio. Yeah. And you take a look at Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. And you're like, they look odd together. Like Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Daniel. I understand Daniel's like 14 years old. Yeah. But he's so scrawny. Yeah. And like spindly, and she is like. I mean, she is, like, a, a, an athletic, <laughs> yeah. strong.
2: Yeah. Uh, like, she should be fighting at the end there.
0: Yeah, like, she looks like she's, like, 25 years yeah. old, and Daniel looks like he's 11. Yeah. And you're just like, I will buy this. But then again, I'm also like, that's high school. Like, that did sort of happen in high school. You just have overdeveloped girls dating, girl. like, underdeveloped guys. <laughs> Not that girl. You don't think so?
2: No. I mean- I'm totally willing to accept it for the movie, but. Allie and Johnny, certainly, certainly a couple. Yeah. Absolutely a couple. <laughs> the guy knows how to shift a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. At whatever age he's, he's to be. He's also like
0: eight foot three, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, but Daniel, like, no, I just don't, I just don't, yeah. I don't buy it. Uh, where were we?
2: <laughs> uh, Disney World Splash Mountain Boat sinks. Yeah, did you see this? Did you read anything about this? I did, yeah. This? I've watched the video and uh, read a little bit about it.
0: So uh, Walt Disney World opening back up, of course, they're they're running Splash Mountain. They're running reduced capacity. They're doing a lot of uh, spraying down of the logs. And uh, unfortunately, one of those logs straight up sank. Yeah. Just like went underwater, took on water, and then all of the people that were in that log then got out and stood on the side of the ride. Yeah, it's,
2: I, they were still in the ride. I mean, yeah. I saw the footage. It, still, it looked like they were still in a, like a themed part of the ride. It wasn't like at the loading dock or pretty yeah, close no, no, no. to the end.
0: I I, I was going to say, I, I thought it looked like it was after uh, a, after the falls, um, after Chickapin Hill. Yeah. But maybe it wasn't. I thought it was like the- I don't know. The, I've never the, been
2: on that version of the ride. Frightening to think they went over the falls in a sinkable- and then then they sunk. Yeah, and then they sunk. That's I saw the somebody. This <laughs> thing you tell your kids will never happen. Like we're scared, Dad. You are like, oh, it can't. It'll sink. Be it's fine. It will be won't sink. It doesn't sink. They've they designed it to not things. be. way. Yeah, it's unsinkable. <laughs>
0: and then what do you know? It
2: so hit an iceberg and it went and went. Someone
0: down. on Twitter put the secret fifth drop of <laughs> <laughs> Splash
2: Mountain. And this thing didn't like. Uh, I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not head. Uh, not, it's not water overhead. No, but the the, the things you sit in you would be up to the up to your waist you'd be I up mean, to your waist and more your
0: natural waist. you'd, you'd be up, up to your, your natural waist. Be in,
2: up to your walt waist <laughs> yeah, your walt <laughs> in water
0: man for those of uh, for those of you who weren't tuned into our instagram live oh, we that were, that yeah happened? that was on instagram live we uh, were talking about uh the qualities of a man in an era where you would wear your pants at it's natural waist. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, which is <laughs> right much higher there. than where we all yeah. wear our pants nowadays it really
2: and then they told them the cat you can hear i could only just barely hear it but she's like the cast member is like it's a safety concern they're like you want us to be in the boat? And yeah, she's like, this is
0: like, it's like crazy victim shaming yeah. by by the the cast member. The cast member is like, no, well, you're not supposed to be out here. Yeah. And then you hear the other people go, do you see the boat? <laughs> know, it's like, what are you it's doing on under, this? De- it's literally underwater. <laughs> what are you doing on this deserted island? And then she's uh, like,
2: plane crash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you can't be on this <laughs> island.
0: And the cast member has the gall, the absolute audacity <laughs> to say like, yeah, but it's a safety issue for you to be up <laughs> right. here. Like, it's also a safety issue to be
2: swimming in. So back in the water then?
1: Uh. <laughs>
0: Well, so you want us to get back in this boat? Yeah. Is that what we're supposed to be doing? Are Are you going to give us buckets can to you bail ourselves hold out? Hold my shoes! i am just going to get right back the in. The whole thing is insanity to me.
2: Yeah. It's insanity to it's me. It's still bigger people on the outside. Or where,
0: how do we load <laughs> <Exactly>. this thing? <laughs> can I just cannonball into the raft exactly. so I can make a splash? The whole thing is bananas to me that that it, it took on water this way, and then again, like just this like very like by the book cast member who's just like does not compute why are you out of the ride does not compute (laughs) as opposed to what we all know disney cast members to be which is like overly overly accommodating like just wanting to make sure the guests have the most magical experience possible i don't know who this person is because this person is definitely i understand the. i understand the concern i uh, absolutely understand the safety hazard but That safety hazard is only in the context that there is not a worse safety hazard (laughs) that you're escaping from. Yep. You know? Kind of hasn't gone anywhere since then. I don't. I think the news story is what we just discussed. Okay, where does sure. it go? It goes into content for podcasts of people saying, oh, yeah. "Did you see this?" Can thing? you imagine? Oh, unbelievable! What would you do if you were on there? I'll tell you what I do. I do exactly what the what the yeah. guest did. I would get out of that boat.
2: I would be like, "Kids, you start crying now, and you start crying hard, and you don't stop till Daddy tells you to stop. Till That's we right. have season uh, right. annual, <laughs> right. annual passes. The, you're a tear factor. Annual passes for multiple years to come. <laughs> yeah, you just keep repeating. I can't feel my foot." That's right. <laughs> and never stop. I'm allergic to bromine. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, uh let's see.
0: So in the earnings call that took place uh this past week, uh, Disney was conspicuously quiet about the reopening of Disneyland. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know what there is to say other than that. Yeah. They were quick to point out the success of reopening Downtown Disney in Anaheim. Okay. Uh but just very carefully and strategically sidestepped any type of issue on disneyland yeah which quite frankly makes me a little bit concerned about the future of disneyland opening within 2020 yeah i i I would think that they would if they had any type of this is my thought yeah if they had any type of assurance strategy belief anticipation of an opening in 2020 don't you think they would have announced that so that q4 (laughs) their their end of q4 call looks better
2: yeah, I, I, I think if they had that on the books, they would say it's going to get better. There's a silver lining. We've been working really hard, and it's great, big, it's beautiful going, tomorrow. There's a big, great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and it's October, whatever.
0: But they didn't. Nope. So, what does that mean to you, Aaron?
2: I wasn't counting on it opening this year. I'm not going this year yeah. anyway, so so that I mean I, I guess you and I would would figure out how to get down there or something like that, but I don't we don't have a family tree. I'm I'm still really on the fence about being there when when it's when it, when there's so much distancing. I would be much more likely to go to Walt Disney World for the first time yeah. than I would be to to Disneyland. Oh, can Disneyland. I can
0: I go with you? Yeah. Can I take you to Walt Disney yeah. World for your first time? Okay. That would be awesome. Yeah, no masks. That would but, be great. Yeah. I've never been to Epcot. You've never been to Walt Disney World, I have know. you? Magic no. Kingdom. Mm-mm. You didn't even know Florida existed as a state until. No, I mean, like, I recently. still
2: am not. Like, no, I haven't been there, so it's not been proven to me. And plus, right, yes. the you, news stories that come out of it make it seem very it much does like seem a joke.
0: Very, yeah, it does feel sort of like the onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you read a news story <laughs> the out of whole Florida, Florida, Florida yeah. is
2: the is the onion.
0: Yeah, prove uh, to me this state actually exists. <laughs> exactly. Trust me, when you go there, you're like, oh man, no, they were really honest about all of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I hear you. <laughs> I mean, there are gates. Like, person falls out of a hot air balloon into an airplane, which catches on fire and turned into a boat and sunk. And oh, yeah, one died.
1: Yeah, that like, happened.
2: That happened in Ocala. <laughs> yeah. Where did that happen? Oh, that's Florida. It's Florida. That's like a. Yeah. That's like a page six story in Florida. Oh, that's
0: not even the most uh, <laughs> bizarre story that happened. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the Orange County Register put out a headline that said how fifty plus Disneyland attractions could change when the parks reopen. Yeah. I'm going to go through some of these. We're going to play a quick... Okay, good. Like, Fun. Is this acceptable to you? Is this unacceptable? What is your immediate better option?
2: Some uh, COVID-motivated uh, m- uh, changes yeah. that are going to come to some attractions at Disneyland, and we're going to say whether or not these changes are acceptable. COVID roulette. Un- yep. Unacceptable. Or not only acceptable, but hey... That's not a bad idea. COVID or no COVID. Let's just do that. Let's do that. All right. Let's hear it.
0: I'm going to skip over uh, Rise of the Resistance only because neither of us have been on it. Truth. I am trying to keep all spoilers away from Rise of the Resistance for me. Uh, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Oh, yeah. Riders no longer stop to gather to watch Hondo uh, during the pre show. And cast members no longer hand out boarding cards indicating whether riders are, what stations they're in. Yep. And. Only one family or party is allowed in each of Millennium Falcon cockpits.
2: This is acceptable, but definitely not better. The boarding passes were; pro- those days were probably numbered anyways, because yep. it seems like a it seems like an extra step. And then, and, and then when they hand out the boarding passes, the very next piece of information you get is like you can trade. And I mean, yeah, you you guys figure it out. You um, guys figure it out. You don't really mean anything. You guys figure it out. So it was a good way to start dialogue. But yeah, that's an accept. It's not a better idea. Um, I will just say that writing smugglers run with somebody that's not in your family is the reason you go to Disneyland, Riding it with your family's fun, but getting a young couple that you don't know. Really? Their, it's, I like that kind of thing though.
0: See, I, to I, me, I say only one family in the cockpit. Like yeah. that's a, yes, that's oh, a huge I, thumb up.
2: I love like I love that uh, I just love those parts of Disney. I like, I've been on this a bunch of times. I know how it works. Let me help you make your thing funner. Like I'm gonna scream a little louder. I'm be like, watch out for the thing. And then you know, it's just fun. It's fun to see them enjoy it for the first time. Yeah, I think so, for
0: I think for me, it's the uh, again family. You can of five. fill a
2: po- cockpit with a single.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I I think the the joy for me is just like this is our family's experience of piloting the movie yeah. Falcon together. For your we first don't have time. to be uh, we don't have to be dependent on any of the any stranger to help us. Yeah. So I say that's a big upgrade. Uh, not stopping at Hondo, like that's not cool to me. Yeah, but maybe that's acceptable.
2: Uh, I feel like I feel like that was going to happen anyway. So it's 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 not cool, but it is acceptable because yeah. I feel like it was going that way anyway. With with ride times, they're not going to stay. This is something Disneyland does regularly. You skip parts of the queue yeah. that you liked, and you're like, "Hey, why didn't we do that?" And it's for other reasons. Yeah. They needed to load the ride or something like that. So
0: Space acceptable. Mount- Space Mountain. Okay. Plexiglass dividers are used throughout the queue. So you're basically in
2: plexiglass to, corrals. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think about where this this would be on the top switchbacks. F- I would think the top floor yep. uh, would be that would be where this would be most used. Uh, this is this is unacceptable long term. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I worry. I, we're sure as a culture that these plexiglass things do not function like giant magnifying glass that light us all on fire. No, we are not sure. About <laughs> okay. That. Good. Oh great. It's to be determined. Okay, great. Yep. Yep. My back is hot, Mom. Like so it's sunny out. That's why no, it's that's really why. hot. It's
0: super hot. <laughs> like I'm I know I'm getting a tan right now
2: in only no, one spot. No, you complain a lot, little little Charlie. You complain a lot. It's just it's the sun. It's the Southern California sun. Mom, my my hair's smoking. <laughs> well, I'll be there. No, that's unacceptable.
0: Disneyland monorail, vinyl partitions. Hang between seating sections to keep parties separated.
2: Inside the inside the monorail. Inside
0: the monorail, you have shower curtains basically dividing up the monorail sections. Certainly not riding.
2: better. Probably unacceptable long term. I'm gonna say unacceptable. Yeah.
0: Dumbo hand sanitizer stations can be found at the end of the queue for high touch spinning rides and uh, that employ up and down levers to make the pachyderms fly.
2: Uh, totally acceptable. Absolutely. And, and I would go upgrade if the hand sanitizers are themed both in box and in like, it's like, ha And then it like puts like stuff oh, on I it. like that, Like if yes. it's like themed and it's like a very Disney thing, then I say, not only is that acceptable, but let's just keep that. I say keep that.
0: Yeah. And I say probably put those antimicrobial, antimicrobial uh, like wraps on the chains. Because yeah. you know those kids are gumming up those chains yes. anyways. They're all yeah. eating the
2: chains. A lot of, there's some pinkies getting caught in there. Let's do that. Let's do that.
0: It's a small world. Rows are left empty to promote social distancing on the boat journey. Cast members regularly use sanitizer sprays to clean the bench seats.
2: Um, I'm going to go upgrade. A 100% <laughs> upgrade. Yeah,
0: upgrade on that. Again, if I if I can have my family ride yeah. a boat by itself, yes.
2: Yeah. And it's extra clean now. I'm already trying to make that happen when I had small. I'm like, you know you can get out here, right? They, they don't mind. <laughs> exactly. You can just no. get off. Just wait for the next one. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're okay. It's like an on and off ride. Yeah, you just get out wherever you want, just like Splash Mountain has become. <laughs> well, played. you get out wherever you want. <laughs>
2: oh, well played! You just you have the best uh, Splash Mountain sinking joke. Now it's just the internet won't know about it for a couple of hours. <laughs> That's right? So you are you are That's currently the right. top ranked Splash Mountain sinking joke. Uh, Jungle Cruise plexiglass
0: yeah. dividers have been installed to separate riders sitting on the bench seats of the boats. No, and possibly to shield them from. Oh, listen, uh, the O.C. Register. Oh, yeah.
2: And possibly to shield them from the bad jokes delivered by the skippers. Oh, <laughs> de uh, Wow. Okay. Sorry, I read o- that. OC Register taking a shot. Look at that across the bow. No it's cheeky. For, yeah, no reason for that. Uh, no, that's not that's not acceptable to me. No,
0: and have you seen? Again, we we talked about this. Right now, they have both the face masks and the face shields. Yeah. Uh, that now the skippers are fast. delivering, and yeah, this the
2: no, yeah, no. For a time, maybe, but I feel like you're retrofitting these boats. Are you really going to take them out when you're done? You, you, uh, you, you have to.
0: I hope that I hope the guests demand that. Like yeah. I really hope that at some point they just go, no, no, no. Yeah. This is not th- this is not on theme. Yeah. Like you should not have plexiglass dividers in this thing. You need to take them out.
2: Interesting. Okay.
0: All right, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. The middle row is not used on the three-row vehicle. Okay. Uh, and plexiglass dividers between the seats in front. of... Sorry, plexiglass dividers between seats in the front and the rear rows help to maintain separation between riders.
2: Yeah, they gotta cut it out with this plexiglass stuff and just load every other seat. Like yes, I don't. Under, I don't understand why. The, what the obsession? Or with every plex- other row? Just yeah.
0: you're loading up the row with a family. However, yeah. however many are in that family, and then you skip a row and you're loading up that row.
2: I don't understand the obsession with plexiglass yet, and I don't understand how a bunch of people aren't gonna just get sawed in half by all this plexiglass everywhere. Like I just don't understand. Like
0: I also don't understand how that plexiglass is supposed to maintain any type of clarity over the period of time. Yeah. That it's not either going to yellow in the sun yeah. or just be completely consumed by the gross <laughs> yeah. uh, exhale, carbon dioxide, uh, yeah. snot, or yeah, any other type it's of just thing. They're going to
2: install the plexiglass and it's, and then nothing on it. And then people are going to complain, so there'll be a little sign that says, plexiglass is here for your safety. And then the next day it'll say, please do not, here for your safety, please don't lick the plexiglass. And then the next day it'll be, please, please don't rub this on the plexiglass. Yes. And there'll just be 18 warnings on the plexiglass. And
0: then at some point, Disney management will go, we got to take this
2: plexiglass. <laughs> That's it's terrible. But it's, it's not even plexiglass anymore. It's just a bunch of bumper stickers <laughs> exactly. that say please don't lick, rub, lean on, snot on the plexiglass. Yes. All right, here's one that I All think right. you will
0: appreciate based on okay. what you just said: Star Tours. Every other row is blocked on the Star Tours motion simulator. Plexiglass dividers mounted to repurpose child car seats and okay. secured to some seats inside the star speeder to help maintain separation between riders. So yeah. I imagine this to be. Plexiglass shield in front of you, yeah, and plexiglass see- yeah. shields to the side
2: yeah. of you. Uh, in other news, all Disneyland rides can now be filled with water. All of them are aquarium uh, <laughs> enabled. This is cool <laughs> in Star Tours if they uh, if they fill the ro- not not the plexiglass stuff, but if they fill every other row with droids, like you can't sit in that road. now. That now that's an a that's in. how you
0: improve on this. Yeah, you I have like that. yes, I love that idea. But this idea of like I'm being boxed in by plexiglass for a ride that is screen based, yeah. it makes me feel like. It does make me feel like I'm just watching TV at some point.
2: Right. It's like, hey, we need to separate, uh, keep people separate in the park. Uh, You guys have any ideas? It's like, have you ever seen a coffin? No, a coffin will never work. You can't see through them. I know, but it's like a see-through coffin. No, no, but, you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking
0: about, right? You just put it, like, what if the coffin had a sunroof on it? (laughs) That's
2: what I want, man. (laughs) Upgrade my coffin with a sunroof. You know, I mean, we we make it fun. Yeah, it's it's totally fun. It's cough fun. (laughs) Yep. Uh, what uh, type of business is in your brother-in-law again you said he was a uh, silicon valley oh no he's in plexiglass whoa whoa <laughs> so he's rich man <laughs> wow. he just buy a new a new house yeah. oh he Talk bought three new houses a gold
0: rush who would have thought Yep. who would have thought fake glass would have become such a big deal uh guardians of the galaxy
2: mm. here we go okay
0: riders no longer stop in the pre-show room so you okay. do not get to That's watch walk through rocket it's just a walkthrough Yep. And then once you board, select rows are left empty inside each elevator ride
2: to uh, Foster. Or they would four four rows,
0: four or five rows,
2: Uh, and every
0: other you're in every other row configuration basically. Yeah. Yeah. Does
2: that work for you? It doesn't detract from the ride. I mean, the showroom we really like that rocket. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic! Yeah, the rocket
1: pre-opening and it sets up the entire
0: story too. I mean, that's the that's the other thing is I feel like if you're walking through that, then you you don't. It, you lose the story entirely. Yeah.
1: You, you really I walked
0: do. in
2: there so – I was so mad they took away the Tower of Terror that I walked in ready to hate that. Yes. I was just like, oh, I hate this. Same I here. Hate all this. this. is dumb. And then I watched the pre-show, and I was like, well, that was pretty good. I and felt the, the exact and same I way. was like,
0: okay, this is good. <laughs> this is really good. Like, I walked in there, and I was telling my son, like, no, you don't understand how great yeah. Tower of Terror is. Like, yeah. it's so great. And then you go through the main queue in the collector's, like, museum, yeah. and then you go through the pre-show with Rocket – and then the entire ride, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is a really good ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's Truth. it changed from a scary ride to a super fun ride. Yeah, yeah. And that's not to say that I, I mean, listen, I will chain myself to the Tower of Terror yeah. if they ever want to change it in Florida. Oh wow, like that is it is an untouchable ride. Wow, to me crazy because it's so well done. Yeah. Uh, but this, I'm very happy for the uh, it the, the change. Fun
2: start to finish, and I, I think skipping it's a big deal, but it's not. I, I'm, I'm, you know. Not, not better, not better, but yeah. it's acceptable for now.
0: All right, last one. Yeah. You want Toy Story Midway Mania or the Incredicoaster? I want both. Last two. Okay. <laughs> Midway Mania. Plexiglass dividers in the queue of Disney's uh, Hollywood Studios version of the ride. Okay. Uh, so you have, again, plexiglass corrals. Mm-hmm. Ride vehicles and high-touch spring action shooters are sanitized intermittently, but not after each ride cycle. Hand sanitizer stations are available at the exit of the. Well,
2: that's ride. just blowing my mind all around. First of all, I think the Toy Story queue is the only one that maybe gets by with plexiglass because it's kind of toy looking. Yeah. it's like you're it's in- all
0: you can almost do packaging. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can, exactly. You can almost
2: do packaging with it. Put little cute labels on it like you're inside a toy box, yeah. and I, th- I think maybe you can make that work. Uh, the whole like uh, the pop gun like that is. But what do you mean you're not going to sanitize them I was going to say, how <laughs> I mean, are you not Cloroxing that thing? I mean, yes, thing? you are. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. So let me understand this correctly. Intermittently? You are spraying down the entire Splash Mountain log, yeah. and you're sending that through for an entire cycle, but this pop gun thing that everybody else is holding onto, oh, and, and children just, probably put
2: into their mouths. Just, yeah, you just grab that pop yes. gun thing every way you switch hands in the middle yes. of it. That thing's got to get wiped down every time. Every single time. Okay, so unacceptable. That is unacceptable yeah, okay. from the other thing. Like, I don't think you're doing enough there. Let the car go through. Uh, send a cast member through with it how to wipe quick, it down.
0: I mean, again, how quickly does it take to grab- Whoopie whoopie. Whoopie flippy. Yeah. That's all it takes. It's, it's pretty quick. I mean, it's, it's as quick as whoopie flippy. <laughs> it is. In Credit Coaster, Rock and Roller Coaster is similar. Okay. And so at the Rock and Roller Coaster, what they did was the rows in the load area are separated by- The roads in the load area are separated by plexiglass dividers, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. You're sort of corralled up anyways. Mm -hmm. Cast members periodically clean down the train seats and restraints with sanitizer sprays. I I guess I don't understand why you're not sending... Again, if you've established, hey, listen, at Splash Mountain, we spray it down. We send an empty log through to let it take its time to sanitize before we load it up. Why aren't you doing that with every? Vid, yeah,
2: every yeah, maybe ride there's, there's a, maybe there's something I don't understand. Like like if it's it, the difference between sanitizing it now and in five minutes when somebody else has been on it is is negligible. Maybe I don't understand something, but it seems crazy that part of the loading procedure of those types of right now is it's the wipe and it's clear. Like, yeah, you and you're you're clear to come floo- on now. The
0: floopy floopy doopy.
2: Yeah, you got to just get quick at that. But yeah, I say you wipe down, especially a, a shoulder restraint that gets right at mouth level.
0: Yes, that you can just that you're also banging your head on back yeah. and forth they right? say
2: they removed shoulder restraints that's that's a keep that yeah that's great
0: no shoulder restraints nah, we don't you know going that. upside down
2: centrifugal force. just a lap belt that's all yeah. you need i think f- physically speaking that is all you need you think so yeah i don't you're not falling out of that
0: you're not a a, a, a physics uh whiz
2: are you <laughs> no i mean i'm okay with it but i just don't think you need it <laughs> you yeah. know I mean, I like physics. <laughs> I'm like a you know, like a armchair physicist. I like to dabble in physics. Only with other people's lives, that's all.
1: Yeah. There what you a go. great
2: news story.
0: Hey, Mulan is coming to Disney that's Plus. That's what I heard. Yeah. How about that? And it's I just get
2: to watch that. I'm so excited. When it comes out, I'm already a member, so it's fantastic. Uh whoa whoa whoa. Wait, what? Hold on there, Aaron Robbins. Mm.
0: Let's not get so uh so So comfortable with the idea that you're just going to load up Mulan and watch it willy-nilly.
2: But I'm a Disney Plus member. I pay seven-ish dollars. Seven whole dollars a (laughs) month. Yeah, every month.
0: Every month. Yeah. Well, you will be able to watch Mulan that way, but if you want to watch it earlier than anybody else, if you want to watch it in September- Okay. You will be paying twenty nine ninety nine for this privilege.
2: Yeah, thirty bucks, huh? To thirty bucks. I feel like every time now when we talk about movies and all stuff like that, we have to use the word uh, "own" in quotes. Now, oh, it's, it's like, not. You're not owning it. It's like I, I, I bought my Mulan. Yes. It's like nah, you, you you rented it for a long term until everybody else is renting it. Sort of. In this case, it is considered to be
0: like an unlockable. Okay. Okay, so you pay $29.99 for ongoing access to the film.
2: Forever, or can they put it in the vault?
0: Forever. I okay. mean, for, for as long as it's... I don't know. I mean, you're asking me to give an absolute to a business that I don't really Not really. No, I was
2: giving you a podcast loot.
0: Okay. Podcast
2: <laughs> loot. Which is podcast sort loot. of a guess that doesn't matter. For as
0: long as Disney Plus has Mulan on Disney Plus... You will be able to access it. You will have it. access to it. Now, if you want to wait until December or January to watch it for your $7 a month, you can do that. Okay. But if you want to watch it in September... Then you can pay 30 bucks, and you will have access to it in September. Okay. I We talked about this like two episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, totally. We were saying how could they improve Disney Plus to recover some of the lost profits or the lost revenue from the, the parks. And we had talked about jacking the price of Disney Plus up per yep. month and then having these first-tier releases, these AAA releases on there. I actually really like this. Do you? Okay. I do because – it's not saying, "Hey, listen, you're never going to watch Mulan, yeah it's saying, if you want to watch Mulan early, it's thirty bucks, yeah, and you can watch it as many times as you want. It's not a rental period, so it's not like yeah. it's not like Troll's World Tour or the, any of the universal films like Scoob and whatever wh- when they released that, and you said twenty bucks, you get to watch it for forty eight hours, yeah, this is you're unlocking it. You can watch it whenever you want, uh-huh. for a family like ours, thirty bucks is. Still cheaper than what it would cost us to go to the movies to yeah. see this, yeah. uh, so I actually really like this option, especially since Mulan is one of those movies that we have been waiting to see.
2: Yeah, I only approach it from, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's a marketing perspective or not, but I, I would be hesitant. I I'd be hesitant to have somebody make a direct connection between the $30 and their experience of the movie. I would almost rather them say you can get to the early tier Disney Plus plus, which means for for 15.99 a month, uh, you'll get access to everything earlier. For $29 a month, you get access to everything earlier. So the customer is never making a direct comparison to what they spent and what they watched. Okay, this is where I'm going to disagree. Good. Because I'm going to I'm going to double down on it. Awesome
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to you doubling down <laughs> on that. I, I don't see like we you just got done saying the problem is is that uh, Disney plus we still own that like yeah. there's content out there. so now you're talking about people that are paying fifteen ninety nine call it twenty ninety nine twenty five ninety nine a month yeah to have these first run movies, but you're not getting a new first run movie every
2: month. Yeah, that's the problem. Like that that would yeah, I agree with you on that. They would it would have to be one month. There would have to be something in yes. pre-release kind of every month. Yes. Where I went like, yeah, that that wasn't worth it this month, but there'll be another one next month. And that one was totally worth it. I would right. pay double for that versus uh I, I paid for the privilege to see Mulan early. I didn't love it. And if I just waited it wouldn't like I just worry about that. I'm not saying either's wrong or right. I'm just saying how no, I No, I
0: agree with you. If if it was like you get this tier, you pay for this extra tier and every month you're getting a new triple a movie you yeah. just don't know what it is yeah 100 yeah. percent. but if they're doing it intermittent and, they're, and they've actually said they actually said we're looking at mulan as a one-off as opposed to a new business model and chapik said that being said this is a new business model and we will be monitoring the transactions very closely and mulan yes i'd rather go see that in the theater but actually i'm at a point right now where like to put a triple A movie on that my whole family can sit down and watch. Maybe we have a backyard movie night. and yeah. watch on the big screen.
2: Yeah, we've all seen it on Instagram. Yeah, it's
0: not. <laughs> oh, you mean my backyard movie? Yeah, yeah. That sounded a little pejorative when you just said that. You know, we've all seen it on Instagram. <laughs> it
2: was. It was a little Mr. Showy. Yeah, I know. With his backyard movies. Oh, I know. Sorry, everybody in the neighborhood's like, what's going on at the stormhouse? And I like. Oh, you can't it. hear it. They're <laughs> watching watching Star Wars again on a 60 foot screen did you hear he put a parked a car in his backyard what's up with that thinks he's at a drive-in he's so weird
0: yeah my point exactly I have the god given right to be able to watch Mulan in the back backyard <laughs> yeah. with my, in my car pack, park back that's there if right. I want to and it only cost me 30
2: bucks to do that's that that's great yeah fun so All yeah right. I, Mulan this
0: is one of the things that I think I would do but it sounds like maybe you just wait
2: Uh, For Mulan, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I don't know. You know what? I mean, just just the way it is now, you get get desperate for content, and you're like, let's just try YouTube, and then you spend an hour trying to find something on YouTube. You're like, how much was that Mulan movie again? 30 bucks? Let's do it. I guess we'll just watch The Office again, right? (laughs) Yeah. For the sixth time. Yeah, you are speaking to my daughter right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to interview each other as we explore 20 things you didn't know about your
2: hosts. You don't want to miss this segment. No, you do not. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Hey everybody, before we get into our main segment, uh, just a, a quick thing. As we started to record this, we realized there are a lot of heartfelt and long answers in this, as you can expect from uh, guys like Aaron and I. So we decided to split this up into a part one and part two. So you're going to hear the first part of our 20 questions for Aaron and Scott uh, on this week's show. And then we're going to finish it up next week's show. So enjoy listening. All right, 20
1: we are
2: questions. Back, 20 questions, which is uh, more aptly 20 ish questions, 10 uh, ish a piece. So, like, no real math or physics on this show, apparently. Well, physics, amateur physics. <laughs> amateur physics. <laughs> but no real math. It's theoretical physics, heavy on the theory.
0: So, again, we're, we're doing this because, uh, you know, we, we've gotten to a, a milestone episode. We're excited to do 20 and 20 episodes. We're thrilled that you have joined us with this. And uh, this is an opportunity for us to for you to get to know us and actually for us to get to know each other because a little peek behind the curtain, Aaron and I have known each other for less than a year Mm. when we started and and we have only been podcasting together for 20 episodes. 20 weeks. So there's a lot of like, oh, I didn't know that about you and it's it's fun. It's like a new revelation every single time.
2: I just discovered we're both huge Karate Kid fans. That's right. So,
0: you are watching the. Uh, you are actually watching a bromance blossom in uh, real
2: time. I <laughs> really wish we would have used a different word there, but that's okay. Nope, I specifically <laughs> chose that word. I figured you did. Who goes first? How do you get
0: started? Why don't you go first? We're gonna go. We're gonna go back and forth. Okay. And and one of the rules is yes. that we get to flip. Right, we get to choose one question. You one can flip. question, flip, and I, f- I turn it back. I have to answer it, but I still get to turn it back on yeah,
2: you. Yep, you, you, yep. You have to answer it, but Man, then you, but the, it's only one, huh? You, hey, Scott Storm. We all know that you were a, uh, a cast member at Disney for a time. I want Truth. you to. I want you to take me back to uh, tell me about what that felt like when the day you found out that you were a cast member. How did that come through the mail, through a phone call, and what went through your mind in the minutes after that?
0: Uh, wow, what a great question! I can actually tell you. Well, obviously so I was ex- I w- so I-, I started off at the Disney College program okay so back when I did it mm-hmm. the Disney College program was only available interviews were only available at certain schools oh, so right. I actually drove like an hour and a half to get to another university to go interview
2: there so you didn't have to be a student at that school you just had to be you had you just just show to show up you have to show up okay. you go through like an orientation not unlike like American Idol
0: sure yeah it was exactly like American Idol Great. basically yeah. Ryan Seacrest was there yep. and he interviewed me nice. and what do you know I was a little pitchy <laughs> Uh, so no, but I so I went to Central Michigan University for my interview because they were not interviewing at the University of Michigan where I went for undergrad. Right, and uh, and so I went to to Central and I interviewed there and uh, they asked me all sorts of questions and then you wait, you don't know what happens and then weeks later you get a uh, we would like to offer you a job letter. Yeah, and so that happened to me twice. The first time. I had to turn it down because it just didn't work for me. Like the timing for oh. them to hire me didn't work. Okay, and then I went back the next year and interviewed again, and they they offered me again.
2: You interview very well, apparently.
0: That's it's the only skill I have. Okay, <laughs> winsome is the only quality I <laughs> right, have. Right. So so uh, so I got this the second offer letter, and I was thrilled so I was beyond thrilled because I'm like I'm going to Disney World like this is gonna be great I'm doing the college program I knew friends who had done the college program so I sort of knew what to expect so I was really excited about it the funny thing is is that actually uh when I was waiting for my acceptance letter because I knew they said like in a couple of weeks you'll find out whether or not you get your letter so there was uh there were a few weeks there where I was waiting for the mail and it'd been like three weeks that I knew like I should be getting something from Disney either an exception or exception or rejection letter And so I was. I would check the mail every single morning, and I would go to the front door of the house that I was renting. I was in college. I was renting a house with nine other guys, and I would go to the front door and I would look through the window to see whether or not there was any mail on the front porch. Because apparently I was too lazy to open the door and find out. But so I, so I would go. And then I remember one morning or one day, I went to that that door and I looked through the window and I had my fists on the window. And the mail hadn't come, and I got really frustrated in like just a about a, like just a a surge of testosterone that happens yeah. to college age boys. Okay, and I said, "Where's my mail?" <laughs> and I put my my fist through the window. No way! Yeah, I put my fist through the window. I sliced my knuckle completely. Oh my open, goodness! And it required me
2: to go to the hospital. Well, so and on get the it day you up. got accepted, you also got disqualified. It wasn't
0: even the day I got accepted. Ugh. I was just that impatient for my letter. Uh, and I and my, my knuckle took a, a hit. Follow as a Follow up interview. Of it.
2: Have you ever punched out a window with your pair of knuckles before? Uh, well, I don't know how to answer this question. Man.
0: <laughs> so uh, you so, were yes. amped up for this letter. I was and really it was amped up for the letter. Thankfully, I didn't break anything when I got the letter. Yeah, because I because I had now just been accepted the fact that uh, I had already done enough damage to myself uh, in in waiting for the letter. I didn't need to do further yeah. damage. And so
2: that's me. just for the college program, though. It was
0: for the college program. So now uh, follow up question. Is when I got, uh, so when I was at the college program, I then, they had auditions for characters. And so they auditioned a uh, hundred of us mm-hmm. and uh, they only took three of us. And I was one of the three. And so when they offered me a full time position as a character, I was over the moon. Yeah. I mean, I was so excited because that meant like it was one thing to be a college program kid and say, I'm gonna be here for a semester, but then I gotta go home at some point. Right. And even if I wanted to stay on, I could stay on and doing what I was doing at The Great Movie Ride. And that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. But to be a character was like, that was the most exciting thing for me. Like, I can't believe this is what I get to do. And again, the probability of me getting a job was really low because of the number of uh, people they were auditioning and that they chose me was just super exciting. And so I was Three out of 100? Yeah. Wow. I was thrilled. I was over the moon like call my parents up I'm like, I'm not coming home like yeah. I know you were anticipating that I'd be coming home in three weeks like I'm getting my own apartment yeah. I'm staying down here like I'm a character and they're like and they
2: said uh, why uh, Mace, aren't you
0: going to graduate
2: school because I'm,
0: like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going I'm going to be a character and they said Mace window is gonna be really upset. Uh, he was he was looking for a new glass That's breaker right. and uh, and so I had to call up Mace and he said,
0: Oh, yeah. Well,
2: I heard you punched out a window last week. You pushed out a window. Well, I mean, you are you
0: clock in for that. You're half. You're halfway to making manager now. <laughs> yeah, halfway. That's how we do windows that's, around here. That's fun, man. Yeah. So there you go. Hmm. Uh, Aaron. Yes, sir. This is a two-parter. Okay. Tell me your favorite Star Wars movie. Oh wow. And your least favorite Star Wars movie. Oh
2: wow. Which, which one's my favorite and which one do I have a special place for in my heart are kind of different things, right? Like sure. episode four, there's no beating. But I think my favorite one is Return of the Jedi. Yeah. There's just something about the forest. There's some, the, Those Endorian speeder bikes blew my, oh my mind. Gosh, amazing. Uh, just it felt like a very comfortable movie to me to, to kind of settle into. Yeah. And so uh, when I wanted to feel good about Star Wars and feel good about myself, Return of the Jedi uh, was the one I went in there. Star Wars 4 was always a – you know, th- this is a memorization exercise. Yes. I'm not just watching right. this to watch it. You're I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm studying. Yeah. I'm studying. Right? Uh, and Empire Strikes Back is a little bit like I don't. I don't know that things work out okay for me at the sure. end of my life. Like yeah. this movie's kind of opening up some ideas that maybe I'm gonna have some father issues and things are gonna be bad. <laughs> and so, you know, but but Return of the Jedi felt felt like a like an old shoe that was still perfectly fine to wear and yeah. fit really well. Uh, and so that 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 is probably my favorite. My least favorite Star Wars movie is The Mandalorian. That's uh, incorrect. When it comes out on Incor- DVD box set <laughs> as a movie, choose again. Um, all right, let's so let's go with um, let's go with uh, Attack of the Clones.
0: Yeah, let's go with Attack of the Clones. Yeah, any particular reason why? I mean, I don't disagree with that answer.
2: Just. Uh Nothing, nothing in it. Everything I was kind of like, uh, okay, cool, but what? And then mm-hmm. everything felt a little floaty. Just the whole movie felt floaty. Me, both <laughs> yes, in, it did. Both in plot and execution of CG uh, and and dialogue, everything just felt like it was floating on something that wasn't solid. And I would say Phantom Menace for some of the similar reasons, but there are some truly, uh, there's some truly amazing moments in Phantom Menace where I can forgive the whole movie because of the 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 Darth Maul yes. Qui Gon Jinn fight scene, yep. the music of that particular. Scene. The practical
0: sets that they built,
2: yeah, uh, and that 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 song—I should know the name of that song off the top of my head, but uh, whatever it is, the oh, Duel of the Fates, Duel of the Fates, yeah, yes. that that song is is one of my favorite Star sure. Wars songs uh, of all of the movies, and so and the pod racing, as ridiculous as it is, is is amazing, yeah, uh, and so everything kind of kind of holds that. Whereas the Attack of the Clones is just kind of sitting in sort of a I'm not really sure why this movie exists yeah. type of territory. Good
0: I can question. understand that. I really appreciate the the return the return of the Jedi. Like, yeah. do you think do you think it's because of the age that you were when you saw it? Because we were what were we eight years old? Yeah, when that came out.
2: I think a lot of it for me is uh, I'm a California kid. I have you know only to go to college for a time. Left that. Uh, but that movie felt very uh, California sure. to me. So the, even this the sail sail barge sequences, I was like, oh, that was like summers down in Palm Springs or whatever. And yeah. then you see the forest. And you're like, oh, that was like when I went to camp or whatever. you know, just it felt it felt like this was filmed in my world. And so sure. it's it's foreign, but it made sense to me. And so I, I, it was that. it was it was everything to me was amazing in that the there's the the starships uh you got to see some new stuff somebody else flying the millennium falcon Mm -hmm. which was like well maybe i can fly it then Mm -hmm. turns out han's not the only one so i don't know there's just everything in that movie i was i was very i was very into all of it
0: good answer yeah thanks good answer okay
2: do you want me to ask you one we're gonna go a wildly different direction yeah let's do it uh hey scott storm what's your greatest sin (laughs) (laughs) yeah close (laughs) let's set reset this up hey scott storm why don't you like organized sports (laughs) (laughs)
0: or do you man you You do have it this is a hot seat it is hot seat why don't i like organized sports yeah i I think maybe the the i I think maybe the more accurate question is like why aren't you a sports fan okay right because i don't have a problem with organized sports yeah uh and actually i even enjoy watching organized sports like i will tune into the to the super bowl every year okay i don't care who's playing right I will enjoy watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I won't watch any other game during the year because I don't care. Right. Uh I do love hockey. Okay. Uh because I I grew up in Detroit and so it's sort of ingrained. Did you grow up playing
2: me. or just watching? I played a little bit. Okay. Uh but but Please tell me you're not a better ice skater than me. Well, I guess we're going to have to find I out. I know, cuz I'm okay. Oh man. Are I'm you really? okay? Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm I'm a good ice skater. (laughs) This is the lamest conversation we've ever had. Right now, this right here. I like
0: how macho we're trying to make ice skating sound.
2: (laughs) For sure. But I don't know. I mean, I could toe pick for sure. <laughs> yeah. Can you toe pick? But seriously though, if you've ever seen somebody like practicing figure skating, then you see like a seasoned hockey player, yes. the seasoned hockey player is a better skater. They are amazing. They're unconscious on their skates.
0: I think I'm a, I think I'm a pretty good ice skater. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Right I on. do. I do. Uh, i so sorry for this conversation. I <laughs> yeah, apologize to all of our listeners.
2: Just, you guys can listen to Until another you, podcast <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. We, we appreciate you being an audience. Yeah. Uh, I so I so I have an appreciation for sports. I, I have a greater appreciation for sports than I uh, now than I did growing up. Okay. I am the son of a jock, like straight up jock. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. My dad played college football, like he was the high school football star. Like Wow. So, like, f- f- football and sports were really ingrained in me in and you know uh, were attempted to be ingrained in yeah. me at an early age. and I just never took to it. I just yeah. never took to it. I played baseball growing up, but I don't love baseball mm. and uh, and so I don't really have a problem with sports as much as I just like I don't I don't understand I don't understand allegiance to teams. I don't yeah. understand there's there's not a story there, right. and I, I'm sure that a lot of people could make an argument that there is a story in sports teams and look at the history sure. and this is yeah. the story. But overall, I don't see the story of a of a sports game that keeps me interested and compelled, yeah, and it could be just because I don't have enough information or it's because it's just a story that I'm not particularly interested yeah. in, in in watching fair enough. good answer, <laughs> Aaron, would you rather be an Avenger or a Jedi? And I'm going to attribute mm. this question to uh, a favorite podcast of ours Disney assembled yeah they asked this in a would you rather episode by the way a great a great podcast you should check them out Disney assembled yeah but would you rather be an Avenger or a Jedi uh,
2: having to live obviously in the worlds in which those two characters Correct. exist as well uh, Wow. I this is gonna be a, this answer is gonna surprise my whole family because they think I'm gonna say Jedi but I'm gonna go with uh, Avenger yeah it surprises me too yeah I know uh at first I want to live in this world I don't, I don't want I like this world I feel
0: you like this world better than Star Wars there's no covid in Star Wars um we're not sure about
2: that but <laughs> but uh yeah I mean if I mean I'm, I'm fond of I'm fond of the world that we have and I like the there's a uh' There is a teaminess about the Avengers sure. that the Jedi has, but they also don't have. Yeah, uh, it seems like a bigger thing. So I feel like I can, I feel like I can, I can rise to the top of the Avengers quicker than I can rise to the Jedi. Like, yeah, you're a great Jedi. We're all great. Like, plus you can't really think about being great because that's not one of our like things. So just, <laughs> pipe I guess down. it depends
0: on the era of Star yeah. Wars of where you're a Jedi, right? Because you could be monastic uh, prequel Jedi, where like yeah. a, a detachment from all things, or you could be sort of like cool, hip fun leather jacket wearing Jedi of uh, you know the, the newer movies
2: so yeah so yeah you're right it does depend on that but a lot of, surprisingly like I'm all for the Jedi ethos but for exciting a lot of the ethos I'm is does not resonate with me yeah. of who I am some of the isolation some of, some of the the way in which they approach good and the way that the, the fear thing is so binary seems to be so binary yeah but, sure so there's a lot of things I just don't agree with and that I'm not not that I don't agree with them they just don't resonate with little, with little Aaron Robbins little Aaron Robbins and the idea of being a part of a, a team And we're like, we're not cool, you guys. We're just like everybody else. (laughs) <laughs> that we're way better than all of you. Yeah, that resonates with me a and little bit more. I get you more.
0: lightning out of my hands. Yeah, I guess it, you could do that we're just like
2: everybody else. We eat in diners. We hang out. We go on road trips. But I mean, we are better than all of you. Yeah, we're we superheroes. are a lot cooler. I mean, a lot. We cooler. live in a mansion. Look yeah. at that mansion. I don't know. Yeah, that's my answer. I'm going to go yeah. Avenger. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That
0: is a surprising answer. I was surprised.
2: Okay, well, this uh, is your surprised face. This is my <laughs> look. How surprised I am. Whoa. It doesn't go down. Yeah. Oh, I got to pull up a question here. Uh,
0: if you had a power, what would the power be? I'm just going to ask. Why you're Looking up the question, what what would your power be?
2: Of uh, like, if you're you're now an Avenger, so what's your what's your special ability? What is my superpower? Uh, My kids asked me this question. Every single day. Is it sarcasm? Yeah, it is. It is. When I am sarcastic, uh, it either uh, uplifts the person to the highest, or point. disarms them entirely. Oh yeah, they just melt. They're like a, <laughs> like a Sandman like uh, no. kind of gooey thing. I was like, wow, he's really sarcastic. And like, no, he he embodies sarcasm. Oh, you're
0: a real good villain, aren't you? Yeah.
2: No. Uh, I'm gonna go with time travel. Oh yeah, that breaks everything. There's a lot of things I'd like to make different. Yeah, time travel. Huh. Hey, Scott Storm. Hey, yeah let me ask you this question because it's a really good one these are not in any order which is fun for the listener what uh what do you think the podcasting medium offers that no other medium offers such as youtube and all that stuff what is it that makes podcasting unique versus all the different ways people could consume scott storm
0: well (laughs) well really took a left turn there at the end of that question oh
2: yeah it did (laughs) um i say it took a right turn
0: uh, uh intimacy Okay, uh, I think that the uh, I, I think radio is the most intimate form of media, and I think podcasting that much more so because with uh, radio you have a disc jockey, air talent that's speaking directly to the listener, and often in a very solitary environment, maybe with a team, but they're talking specifically to someone, yeah. and that and they're trying to make a personal connection with that person over the airwaves. Same thing with. Podcasting, but because of the unique nature of podcasting of being very niche genres, for the most part, now you're not only talking to somebody, but you're talking to something and somebody about something that they absolutely love. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be tuning into your podcast. Right. They would not be listening to you unless they wanted to hear what you had to say about the thing that they love. Yeah. And so, I feel like podcasting has the opportunity to make instant instant connections with people, and then and then you ca- and then it almost creates uh it almost creates this weird friendship relationship between the the listener and the host because in my opinion the best podcasts are the ones that make you feel like you are a silent friend sitting mm-hmm. on a couch mm-hmm. with other friends yeah. and listening to their conversation so my you know what i hope for for this this show is that people feel that way that when they're listening to us that they're like yeah, I feel that way. Or, or they're arguing with us at, you know, they're yelling at their iPhones or whatever, saying yeah. like, no, you're completely wrong, but that they're, that they have developed a relationship with us in such an extent that they are interacting with us, even if we are not hearing their interaction. Yeah. And my further extent is that we do hear their interaction by them posting on our Instagram or sending us emails or, or, leaving or getting a five star a, review, leaving five star review. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good segue.
2: Great answer hey whatever do you remember the show uh, you can't do that on television oh on my gosh yes they do would do i, that, that I segment? dreamt about being on that yeah they do that segment in the lockers they'd go hey, hey. kylie and then they hey alistair yeah yep well i think alistair might have been one of the actual names he was. yeah yeah wow, well done hey moose that was another one yeah what's yeah. your question hey aaron oh hey scott storm do me a favor
0: okay explain your love of burbank to me
2: wow really yeah wow oh my goodness uh, man, I was not, so yeah, I was not, it's a <laughs> weird, this is a weird. A,
0: that's how it feels. <laughs> that's how it feels to be thrown a curveball.
2: Um, so I think that a lot of people get t- confused when I, when I, when I tell people I want to move there and that my daughter's moving there. Uh, like the, like my, my youngest is like picking out houses in, in yeah, and future is moving. Yeah. There. She's yeah. like, you guys can live in my garage. It's going to be totally fine. Um, because they think it's about the celebrity of the area and, and it's really not for me all, all growing up. You know, the the friend I was looking for was the one that had the most plywood, or the most tools, uh-huh. or the most imagination, or the most Legos. And for me, it was Legos. Yeah. Uh, and Legos for me represent potential. There's a potential to build, to tell a story, uh, and that those stories then help people become informed about their own feelings and thoughts like that. Yeah. Uh, and so when I when I got to Burbank, there's just when I when I first started visiting Burbank a lot, there's just this raw potential there. Hmm. Every morning you wake up uh, in Burbank and the grip trucks. Just pull out. All those guys are not celebrities. Those guys are uh, gaffers and lighting artists and electrical people, which is, I probably was just redundant with what I just said That's there. That's all right. But uh, they're all going somewhere to make something. Uh, that's not real real they're going to tell a story and I just can't imagine living in a town where every day you wake up and all these trucks all these white trucks depart all these different studios and they're going out into the world to tell stories to make stories and so the potential of Burbank uh, is massive like anything I can think of Hmm. they can be like yeah we can tell that story that's what we do we do that and so I see potential I don't see the celebrity of it Uh, it's a town it's a working town so unlike anaheim or unlike hollywood which has these facades to it burbank's a working town so you go to coffee there and there's screenwriters who are trying to yeah. make it yeah. there's screenwriters who have made it uh and there's everything in between there's the small indie i've been in a coffee shop there a number of times where i've heard an indie film being planned i mean they were planning out the storyboards right yeah. there the cinematographer was there he wasn't like an a-list or a b he was probably a d-list but he was a real legit cinematographer and he was planning it out and i got to just overhear that conversation and i'm not like oh my gosh i've met a celebrity i'm like Man, you're hearing somebody working on somebody working on their craft. And I I really like that the town uh, supports that. I like that, that the town itself has become a a movie set because so many of those houses have been filmed. Yeah, Uh, it's not uncommon to see a restaurant in there that goes like, you know, for reservations, call this number to film here. Call this number. Yeah, because we do both. Yeah, Uh, we'd prefer if you filmed here, especially during covid. Do but, you yeah. can I ask a question? Please.
0: Do you feel that Burbank uh yeah, you know, for for our listeners who may not know, Southern yeah. California is a uh, a unique environment sure. to say the least. Um it is a uh, it is a, a talent-fueled environment. I've lived there. You, you've lived there? You have not mm-hmm. lived there. Nope. You've just visited there r- yep. repeatedly. Um do you feel that Burbank is a little bit more authentic? than other parts of L.A. County.
2: One of the things I like about Glendale and Burbank both is they're on the other side of the, the hill. The hill, uh, yeah, right. uh, the, the hill that uh, encompasses... Um you know, Mulholland is on the the west side of that hill, and then uh, Griffith Park and the observatory and stuff like that. So, gr- where Griffith Observatory is and, and that hill that overlooks Hollywood, right. Los Angeles, uh, and all those towns. Burbank is on the northern side of that, as is and hot, yeah, as, as is Glendale, which is is east of, of Burbank there. And so, I don't know about the authenticness, but they do feel like they're detached from the distribution of it, yeah, right? So sure. it's like it's like things are planned. Uh, In Burbank, they might not be shot there, and I I sure don't think a lot of stuff is really shot on those movie sets anymore that are back there. They try to tell you they are, but and maybe they are, but every time shows maybe game shows. Yeah, game shows. It seems like the last example they have is from quite a while ago. But anyways, I I feel like it. I feel like it is a a working, thinking, writing, um, piloting. Uh, people are taking meetings up there to end their careers and start their careers, and yeah. I love the juxtaposition of there's a lot of uh, canyon roads there that connect West Hollywood and Hollywood yep. to Burbank, uh, and I like driving those canyon roads. And some of them are super famous, and some of them are are like, how did we get on this road? Do they, they close this thing at seven? Yeah, we got to get off <laughs> <Right>. this road, <laughs> right? Uh,
0: and so we're I, definitely going to careen off of. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
2: yeah. so I like that a lot of people have sat in traffic on those canyon roads, being like, I'm either going to a meeting that's launching my career, or I bet this is the meeting that's ending my career yeah and i just like that it it feels like the real business to me where careers are made and broken there's not really a facade to it it just it is what it is you're not allowed in here yeah uh you're not allowed to go on this set unless you're in part of the studio audience or you are on the tour so i don't know i don't think it's more authentic it certainly feels like very wealthy and clean sure i don't know how i feel about all that Um, but I'm not interested in any of that stuff. I like the houses. I like how beautiful they are. I'm mostly interested in the fact that that when I go running in the morning there, I mean, that's what I really care about is I like watching the grip trucks leave. I like knowing like... I would. I'll just be in the passenger seat wherever you want me to do. I can lift stuff. Like yeah. not heavy stuff, but I can yeah. lift stuff. Yeah.
0: I can carry this tape. Yeah, right. And yeah. I
2: just like that. Every day I go running. Every day I wake up, I just run into a a, a production a somewhere being shot in a restaurant. Yeah. And I get to kind of see like this is people still do this for a living. That amazes yeah. me that people make movies. It, it's crazy. I'll have a question for you about that in a okay. little bit.
0: Good answer. Thank you for asking really, the question. I do. I you know it, there's. What, there is one thing that I I have known about you since yeah. since our friendship and that is like a love of Burbank that you have and I think that's such a unique quality in you oh, okay, I, yeah. I just I, I admire that because it's such a very specific thing because yeah. it's not like saying like I love la right like that means anything right you know like i i lived in la well what does that mean where did you live because there's so many distinct areas neighborhoods and that sort of thing so to know like you love burbank yeah i just find that to be such an endearing endearing thing about you i
2: I love it i've I've looked at moving there i had a a friend at work here that was like it's not that hard to live there i can hook you up and i was like oh should i do this and I just I'm I I, I struggle with uh, I struggle with you know some forms of depression in my life and and that I'll just share because well, this is a 20th episode thing because why not yeah because we're laying it bare and, and 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 when when I'm in Burbank in in the Starbucks there in a number of the smaller coffee shops when I'm writing there and there's other writers around me I'm like it's hard right guys like I don't say this yeah, out loud but right. there's this idea like this is hard it's hard to write it's hard to tell stories it's hard to make in this business we're all probably depressed right You're, and, and so I feel like a kinship of just like yeah, I sure. belong here like I feel at home I feel comfortable and I feel comfortable with my sadness. Yeah. And so it feels, I don't know. It feels like when I get there, I feel I like literally take a breath. People have this on main street in Disneyland. They get on main street and they're like, come home. I feel good now. And I have that a little bit, but I have it to a huge extent. I think that makes sense.
0: I mean, especially because where we're at in the Sacramento Valley, like it's not to say there aren't creatives here. There certainly are creatives here, Yeah, but it's not as prolific as it is in a place like Los Angeles or Burbank, where you're just like, Yeah, we're all together, right? We're all trying to do this thing. We've all got this thing in our brain that we're trying to get out and share with the world. Totally. And so you don't have that natural camaraderie in a place like... The Sacramento area that you would in a place like Burbank
2: yeah in Burbank when you see a guy on a laptop in a coffee shop he is not writing he's a ri- college you, paper right he is right. writing a pilot a screenplay he is trying to he or she or whatever is trying to make it they yeah. are working on their baby their thing that is going to launch them from who they are to who they want to be yeah and I respect that journey and I respect that they're not at home watching tv right now they're in a coffee shop trying to working. make tv yeah, and I yeah. watch them flip the thesaurus. And I'm like, oh, they tell you never lose a thesaurus because you wouldn't talk like that. And if you wouldn't talk like that, don't write like that. But they'll flip the thesaurus. And I just, I'm into the whole thing. Yeah. You got me I really it. excited. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, Here's a really good question, Scott Storm. I can't wait. Why do you think it matters what you think about Disneyland? I.e., why do you think other people need to hear your <laughs> thoughts on it? Do you mean who do you think you are? <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean, I really want you to answer the question. Why? Why do you think anybody wants to hear your thoughts on Disneyland? Why is that? Why do you share your thoughts about that with people? Why do they need to hear that?
0: You do it for a reason. Why? Uh, I do it because I love it. I love this is the thing that I love talking about. Uh, You know, I have a full time job that is not this, right? uh, And not many people want to hear me talk about these things. uh, But I have this deep love and connection to Disney. It started because my early, literally, my earliest memory is being in Disneyland. Yeah. And, uh, and then I've had all these really cool experiences along the way before being a cast member and then becoming a cast member and then being on the other side of being a cast yeah. member and my love for the company and the parks have never left me. And I think there's, I, I think I have, uh, man, this feels so self-congratulatory. I don't mean it that way, but I think like the perspective of a cast member and a cast member that was a character and a cast member that was a character that was also a face character that did parades and like I think that there's and then looking back and now it's become a dad and being able to look back at what that experience was like as a young man and now as a dad and looking at how his kids experience that person that I was yeah all of that is just um, it's sort of art imitating life imitating art type mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. and and uh, and I think that there is a unique perspective that comes with that that is probably few and far between. I mean I know that every single time, every single time I tell somebody I worked for Disney and they go, Oh, what'd you do? And I say, I was Prince Charming. Yeah. They're like, What? Like it's so out of left field. Like and so it's it's one of those things where over the years you you know and then they go like, well what was that like? Like and then I'm telling stories about what that was like. And they're just listening. They're because it's just it's something that most people don't do. Most people don't get to do and and so e- that's what
2: I'm trying to get at. You have those experiences. Why not just have those experiences and have them and become what it compels you uh, to not share it only when you're asked the question, but to have a podcast where you're you're almost inviting people. What is it? Why do you sh- why do you have a need to share it? What is a- it about Scott Storm that has the need to share? Not just experience and no. Other than I'm a horrible narcissist. Is that what you mean? But then we all are, and that's not true. So yeah, what is it? What is it? Why are you compelled to share?
0: Uh, I think just because. This may get a little bit spiritual. Okay, when you have good news, you want to tell people good news. You want to share okay. what good news are, what good good news is with people because you because it's so good, you want them to know. Right. Because if they know, their life is somehow better, mm. and there are things like that that I feel like sharing the love of Disney and my appreciation of Disney. And my appreciation of Disney because of my experience as a cast member and now as my experience as a father to talk about like, there is this thing, there is a Disney magic. Right. It exists. Right. Like, and and it's And you can't quantify it and you can't bottle it and you can't really describe it, but it is real. There is magic that you feel transported and transformed when you're there. And if you just... Allow yourself, like we talked about in an earlier episode, if you allow yourself to be taken by the magic of Disney, you will have a magical experience. And you'll yeah. go like, oh, I get it. I get why this place is not Six Flags. Right. This place is unique. Sorry and Six it's, Flags. Sorry, Six <laughs> Flags. But this place is also not Universal. That's not to say that Universal isn't a great place or that Six Flags isn't a great place. It's just not Disney. Categorically different. Totally different. Yeah. And so if you can try to convey that to somebody, Or if you can reinforce that feeling in someone that goes like, I love this thing and oh, there's somebody out there that loves this thing as much as I do and they are saying what I'm thinking right now, that's the reason why I enjoy doing a show like this. So does somebody need to listen to me say these things? No. Yeah. But I sure like the fact that people are listening to it and that they are um, reminiscing, having nostalgia, anticipating their next visit because of the things that we're talking about.
2: Nice, good answer.
0: Nice. I think that's a. I think it was an adequate answer.
2: No, I'm. I'm accepting it. Okay. I checked the box. Adequate answer. <laughs>
0: adequate. Next question. Uh, this one needs context before I ask. Okay. It. Favorite attraction. Matterhorn. Okay. If you could either a ride only the Matterhorn attraction and never ride any other attraction. Oh wow. Or b ride any other attraction but never ride the Matterhorn. Which one would it be?
2: Um, right. you meant ride every other attraction, ride every other attraction, but never, and, and never again. Be the Matterhorn, able to ride. The Matterhorn's, the Matterhorn's going can. away, or I can only ride.
0: Um, Everybody yeah, no. else can ride the Matterhorn. You can't.
2: Okay. I. Oh, do I get to watch though? That makes it. It's already kind of a no-brainer for me, but that makes it even more. Uh,
0: let's just assume that you cannot have any Matterhorn experience whatsoever. Wow,
2: it's like a restraining order on the Matterhorn. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the, Matterhorn, uh, the Matterhorn has ordered yeah. you to stay a hundred feet away. Do not. It's a. It's an anti-harassment.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, I would. I would take the. Uh, the uh, never ride Matterhorn again. Ride. Ride everything because there's. There's enough. There's enough close seconds for me. P- yeah. Pirates is a close second. Haunted Mansion is a close second. Sitting is a close second for me nowadays. <laughs> uh, so when I say what my favorite ride is, I'm saying what ride, I'm really answering the question. Uh, what ride embodies what I think the spirit of Disneyland yeah, okay. is in as many contexts as you can, and that can be the experience, the view from it, how it changes night to day. So I'm trying to take into account all the categories of magic and saying which one, uh, which one encaptures it in both. And for me, that's Matterhorn. So to have other people ride it, and I just don't get to ride it, but I still get to ride other things. Yeah, that's 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 easy. Yeah, I, so. I mean, that's easy for me. Would you
0: say that something else becomes your favorite at that point?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know what that is right now because Matterhorn just checks so many boxes of height and of layer and of night and day and of – it feels old. It feels like an old ride. It feels like history. Yeah, it feels like history. I remember that bump. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, good question. Now I get to ask you a a shorter question. Here we go. Hey, growing up. Yeah. What scene or character from Star Wars scared you the most?
0: I think the thing that probably bothered me the most – was the cave on Dagobah? That whole oh, okay. sequence yeah. is eerie. It's yeah. weird. It's it's totally unlike anything else in the in the classic trilogy. Yeah, when Luke goes into the cave and he's he's crawling past snakes and it's it's dimly lit. Yeah, it's uh, sweaty. It's sweaty. Yeah. It's like you see you you just see moisture everywhere. Yeah, and uh, and then there's the lizards and that sort of thing. And then he's walking in. Everything goes in slow motion. And there's that transition from. The foliage over into the the imper- very imperial hallway yeah. that Vader comes out of, and just it just feels. I mean, it's intended to be feel dreamlike, and it does feel dreamlike. So I think that was probably the most unsettling portion of that movie, and a close second would be after Han goes into the carbonite. Yeah, he freezes. Yeah, there is a shot. First of all, that entire sequence is probably one of my favorite sequences in all of Star Wars. But there is a shot where. Uh, Vader is looking up and the, and the smoke is all around him and he's lit with an orange light. And so he looks like a skull, like his, his helmet is so skull like, especially with that blue and orange lighting on it that you just, he looks very evil, very, very evil. Yeah. And so I think that was probably pretty unsettling for me too. But, uh, yeah, I think cave on, cave on Dagobah.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good answer. Yeah. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Try to keep it fun there.
0: It was light. It kept it light, and, <laughs>
2: yeah, light, light yeah, and airy. Really light. It was light and airy.
0: Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, this has been part one of our 20 questions uh, for the Bob and Banthas hosts. You can join us next week for our part two where we get into more heartfelt and silly uh, answers to uh, difficult questions. Hot seat questions. Yeah. Hot, hot seat questions. Yeah, very. Uh, we love making this show, and we hope you enjoy listening to it. This has been Bob, Suss, and Banthas. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if we're not there we want to be, so get a hold of us. Let us know where we can put the show so others can listen to it. Please be sure to subscribe, and we would love it if you left us a review over at iTunes. Boy, we love those five star reviews.
2: They're so much fun. We love them. It's like uh, you know, it's like you, you open it up and you wonder if anybody's listening, and yeah. you see a five star review, and you're like, not only are they listening, they don't understand the review system. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they meant to leave one, and they gave us five. Excellent, yeah, fantastic.
0: Way to go. You know, it's it feels almost like uh, it's it's like Christmas morning sometimes, yeah. right? Or it's just uh, you know when when so you sent. I don't know what it's like.
2: It's like a good thing. We still have that one four star. Other than that, we need that We need that five star to set the it's algorithm. It's an right? 5 Yeah, an 5 An 5 4 That's all right. She'll fix it. So
0: reviewing the show uh, not only gives us joy in our lives, it also allows other people to know about the show and find out about it. So please take the time to do it. We'd really appreciate it. You can visit us at bobslisandbanthus.com if you want You really should be visiting us uh, over on Instagram at Bobsons and Banthas. If you want to email us or you want to do some collaboration with us, we would love to hear about that. You can email us info at com or shoot us a DM over on Insta. Other than that, uh, join us next week for our part two on this. Uh, We have loved being with you for 20 episodes. We can't wait to be with you for 20 plus 20 more. Yeah. Uh, Until next week, he has been Aaron, who loves spaghetti.
2: Yep. I tolerate the existence of spaghetti, but I don't, uh, I don't consume spaghetti.
0: And I am Ben Scott and pasta all day long. Wow. Pasta, pasta, pasta. Uh, you're just, almost I'm like, 34.
2: I'm, you got to cut it out. I'm like Streganona. You got to cut That's it a, out with a deep carbs. children's
0: book reference. What are you going to look like when you're 40? Oh my gosh! Don't even think about it. I, I have no idea. You're gonna I'm gonna become like, one of
2: those middle guys. I'm gonna like
0: Jiminy Glick.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jiminy Glick. Yeah, you know who Jiminy Glick is? No. Has?
0: Martin Short's sort of like. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah it's Martin. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom, Disneyland is
1: growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-syntemagnetic musical sound.